How's it going, everybody? Before we get started with the episode today, do me a favor and head to drinkaction.com, and that's action with a K. Use code word curious. You'll save 15% off your favorite specialty roast coffee, natural supplements. Natural supplements like MCT bombs and active. Active is a turmeric and hemp capsule that you take daily for a reduction in inflammation, general health and well-being. I take it every day. I take Action's Fuel MCT bombs because I need clean energy sources and it's it's a great clean energy kick. And of course the coffee. You're not going to find better specialty roast coffee anywhere on the market. Don't forget it. Sign up for subscription and you'll save 20%. It's drinkaction.com folks. Code word curious. Enjoy the episode. My guest today, I'm actually was really excited to have this conversation. Um, I met this gentleman on social media, which we talk about is a, a very much a double-edged sword, but uh, we've grown what I'll call friendship now. Um, started off on social media, we'd share interesting news clips and videos that we'd find and you know, had a lot of different interesting conversations. He's originally from Nigeria, and he moved to the States uh, later in his teen years, and he's a creative director. He's got a really interesting perspective on life, and I could talk to him for hours. Um, I think this episode really touches on a lot of cool stuff, and we find our groove like 15 or 20 minutes in, and I really enjoyed actually going back and, and re-listening to this episode. So I hope you enjoyed as much as I do. Do me a favor. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. Click that subscribe button. Leave me a review. Leave the, my guest a review. Let me know what other episodes you enjoy, where you're listening from. It's episode 46 with my friend, Lucas Igile. For me, it sucked. For him, it was probably great. Uh, for sure. But you yeah. know, I was looking back through everything that we've talked about, and mm. I say this a lot, but I, I say this with true, like full sincerity. I was so looking forward to having a conversation with you because yeah. when I first came across your profile, I think I started like following you on Instagram because you had this like, in a, in a world where everybody's in your face, right? Everybody's in your face trying to like impress, trying to, to flaunt what's going on. And I've fucking fallen yeah. into that trap myself. Everyone and, has. Yeah. But there was just this like, I don't know, man, there's this vibe with your shit that, Thanks, man. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah. It pulled me in. And I think I, I don't even know, man. I think we started talking something about uh, Joe Rogan's, deal when he signed with spotify i think oh uh, yeah that was when he announced the spotify thing right yeah yeah i remember that yeah 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 Yeah, i don't know man it's just it's always kind of been me i've always just been low-key partly because i'm just naturally shy so like people think like people always like think it's like oh you know he's like he's like the cool guy and the mysterious one but naturally it's just like i'm just kind of shy i don't really like to plus i like to keep like i like to move like quiet Mm -hmm. I don't know. It always just seems way, way more efficient. Path of least resistance, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, you know, there's, I could tell that you were cultured. I didn't, I had no idea that you grew up in Nigeria, but 
it all kind of now all the pieces are starting to come together but it do you so are you like into the graphic design like tell me about what it is that you do i i know you want to keep it low key but it's tricky dude i do like a whole bunch of stuff and i always have like it's kind of a blessing and a curse and that like i'm super curious so i get into a lot of stuff but then it's hard to stay on track because like i get easily distracted by other things but so for the longest so after i graduated college which was like 09 2010 i got an economics degree because if you come from if you come from like africa nigeria whatever there's like three things you can do you could be an engineer right or like a banker you could be a doctor or a lawyer that's like it those are like the professions that you're supposed to do. So I went there, liberal arts college, got an economics degree, hated it, right? I was gonna do the Wall Street thing. And I was like, nah, that's not me. I'm not gonna do it. Like all my buddies who are older than me, who graduated, had done it, and they absolutely hated it, more miserable. And long story short, I was a record producer for like 10 years, like all through my 20s. And then a couple bad deals here and there, shit went south just kind of left that and then I just started creative directing that's kind of been what I've been doing since then and then I dabble in like other stuff like here and there but for the most part yeah I wish I could graphic design I can't do photoshop or any of that shit to save my life my wife does but not me so right on so what kind of music were you producing mostly pop and like hip-hop yeah, it's like urban stuff I guess is what they call it that's you know mm-hmm. A word for like black music is urban. <laughs> black music, urban. Yeah. Now I hear they call, you. They call it urban. Yeah. And I lived in. I was in London for a little bit doing that, and then came back here. Yeah, I've lived like all over, man. It was like college, Virginia, D.C., Atlanta, London, New York, and then here. Well, your- I think Cali's. The, I think Cali's the final stop, though. You dig it? Yeah, it's just, I mean, aside from the taxes <laughs> and shit, and kind of like how COVID is like kind of put it in the shithole. Aside from that, I mean, it's kind of hard to beat. Like, it, like the weather's amazing. I mean, it's February and it's like 70 degrees, right? Like mm-hmm. I could be outside in shorts. There's like, I love exploring. I mean, you can tell from my Instagram, like I love exploring and stuff. And there's like everything. Like I could go to the desert, be there in an hour and a half. I could go to the mountains, skiing in an hour and a half. I could go to the beach 10 minutes from here. Like it's like, it's kind of insane. Like I can be wherever I want in like any kind of environment, like the span of two hours. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, you, you're the way you operate, your career path has led you in a place where you don't have to, like, I think LA, LA sucks if you got to sit on the fucking freeway to go to your office yeah if i could if yeah if i was comedian there's no way i could live in LA, and i don't like i don't want to stay here long term like probably like another year two years max like i'm not i'm not a city person anymore like me and my wife did like the new york thing and that was that was like enough big city stuff like i want like i need like the big yard and grass and just the space like just having people all around you i don't know Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make me very comfortable I hear you, dude. My wife's from Philadelphia. So <clears throat> being here in Pittsburgh, like I grew up in mm. the country. I, I mean, a small little city in Northwestern PA that wasn't like oh, close nice. to any shit. And so being here gives me like a, a feeling of home, but I'm, you know, I can be downtown Pittsburgh within 20 minutes and 
which is it's nice i've got a few acres of you know go outside have a fire shoot a bow yeah see that's that's the other thing too is like so we have a place out in joshua tree and i can never shoot my bow here because it's not enough like it's not enough space to do it right so every time i go out there that's the first thing i do set up my targets and shoot i'm like i just want this like just permanently yeah yeah, my my neighbors think i'm a little crazy sometimes but that's always good why because you're just outside just shooting bows and stuff oh yeah doing i mean i yeah i take shit too too far to an extreme that's like that's my guilty thing man i if i do it those people yeah just i have to like i don't if i'm i feel like i have so many interests and so many things that i like compete inside to do that when i pick something and put my focus into it it's like I, i feel like i'm unless i give absolutely everything and try to take it to the farthest degree then i'm yeah. like selling it short yeah that's the way to be man like you're really like if you're actually if you're gonna do something like if you're gonna take the time out of your day out of your life to do something you might as well just fucking do it to the max like really it's like you know with sports with anything if you're gonna do it just do it right like yeah. you're gonna go into the nfl and just be like yeah i just want to play a couple games and retire it's like well, what are you doing it for then? You're going to get trampled by people who actually want to do it, right? And I think so you I have think to be able approach. to, you have to be able to want to do it even in spite of it ever leading you to fame and fortune and success. Like, I think exactly. that's, that's the other thing. Like people want to pretend that they want to do it, but it's only if it has like a real quick outcome and they they get a payday within six months or everybody knows who they are. But it's like, yeah. what happens if, two three four five years go by and that's not the nothing case. yeah are you still gonna that's my happy? one of my one of my really good friends calls people like that wannapreneurs like they like the idea of being entrepreneurs but they don't really want to put in the work right and i think the issue with that like partly it's people for the most part like a lot of people like can tend to be lazy or like impatient but it's also the way that like the story of successful people is told right like when you read about like, you know, if you think about like your ultra, like what people consider success, right? So you think about like your Zuckerbergs and Bezos and all these guys, right? You hear about, oh, he started Amazon and now he's got $180 billion or, you know, this person was doing this, you know, Tom Brady was picked number 199 and now he's got seven rings and like stuff like that, right? But you never actually hear, you hear the overnight success, but you don't, they never tell you the 10 years before the overnight happened. So people go into it thinking, oh, if I just do this, you know, 10,000 hour rules, then I'm going to be Tom Brady or I'm going to be Jeff Bezos. And it's like, no, there's like a very minute chance that you'll be half of that, right? And you got to be okay with that. But most people aren't. Yeah. In the, the world of social media exacerbates that by like... Yeah, dude, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Dude, social, social media is like, I don't know. It's... I think like a hundred years from now, like there's going to be so many case studies, like psychologists and sociologists about like this past decade. Cause it's, it's crazy. Like there's people, like the fact that people can be like super depressed and like suicidal based off things that they see on the screen that they're holding in their hand is insane to me. Like you're not seeing it in person. You're not experiencing it in person. You're just seeing someone else's most likely false livelihoods, right? And that can send people in such a horrible spiral. But then the great thing is that it can also do the opposite, right? Like it can wake people up. It can motivate people. 
people can connect like I me and you did say so. that dude yeah it's it's a, such a it's such a double-edged sword that i i i've really tried to change the way that i use social media because like a few years ago my brothers and i invested and started a cannabis events company and oh, nice. yeah it was i mean it was it was cool it was you know it was a good thing we had going and the problem aside from COVID hitting and like, you know, not allowing a group of people to get together and pass a bunch of fucking joints around legally kind of put a damper yeah. on things real quick, but from like the social, <laughs> yeah, right. From the social perspective, we were really trying to push this higher end brand and you found, like I found myself like buying into the hype. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah what I went into very clearly in my head and even articulating to other people, like this is a marketing strategy. We're just do like, we were all very aware of what the strategy was. And then like mm. six months in, it's like, I fucking fell into this fantasy. You know what I mean? And yeah. Pat, you have to like check yourself. And for, I look at it now as like a blessing because mm. you get a, a fresh perspective on shit, but I don't know, man, it's, yeah it takes it take, like people say it takes a lot of like self-discipline but i mean it does take it does take self-discipline but the thing people fail to realize is that a lot of a lot of people a lot of things that you look at and you're like wow that guy's like really disciplined like, you know how do he stick to that diet how does he stick to that workout regimen and stuff can't remember where i've read this or like it was a podcast or something somewhere and the psychologist was talking about it. And he's like, essentially, the whole self-discipline thing is people just learn to eliminate the triggers or like the temptations, right? So they find that people that stick to diets, it's not necessarily that they have like this insane willpower that, you know, they're not going to eat like junk food or whatever. It's just that in their fridge and around them, they eliminate it so they don't get the urge to have it, right? So a lot of times, like with social media, I think that's the thing too, is like, it's not just having like the self-discipline to not get like pulled into it. It's just, you gotta have, like, I feel like you have to like push it away and just not be surrounded by it for some while. And naturally you just won't gravitate towards stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Anyway, that could be totally wrong. No, man, that's, that's very, uh, very enlightening to hear because I, I, I think that's why I've tried to change as opposed to show an image to captivate people to just yeah. be real. Like I used to, I was at a point in time where I felt like I was critiquing everything that I put out, like mm. from a photo, like it's just a photograph, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be at this level to go on my Instagram account. Yeah. And you get to a point after a while where a, you're doing things to try to create that, which in hindsight, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Like people yeah. probably drove by my ass, like parked on the side of a road in Beverly Hills with a McLaren that I had rented. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just fucking ridiculous shit. But yeah, also, I mean, that's also a very LA thing. Oh yeah, man. You just get caught into it, but it, it slowed down what my goal was in the first place, which was like originally to put out good content and connect with mm. people. And it's like, I had like in six months in, I'm, I was like, what the, like, what the hell's going on? I'm not doing what I set out to do. And so I think what I realized is that 
it's just a platform for me to continue to connect. And as I evolve, th- it yeah. should just follow along. And so like, I've just tried to Quite put literally. out a lot of stuff now to just as I, as it comes out and not worry about what it is, just let it It'll be sort itself out, honest. Right? Yeah. It's just gotta be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with like Instagram, particularly like, unless you're like finally curating it, right. I feel like it's it's one of two ways. Either you just got to put shit out just as it happens, like organically, naturally, or you have to approach it as this is not me. And I'm just gonna, I'm creating like, you know, like a mood board or like a, like a feel or something like I do, right? Like I don't really post any random photos. Like all the stuff I post is like, oh, I'm in Death Valley or I'm wherever. And they like post a shot. I'm like, yeah, this fits. And I don't post for like three, four months, right? So I feel like it's either one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you try to get into that whole, like, you know, my everyday life, but my everyday life has to fit this, like, perfect narrative, or, like, I has to fit this aesthetic, then it just, it's just so see-through to people who can actually, like, see through it. 100%, dude, I get sick to my stomach going back. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, seriously, you know, it's, it's a, that's a hard thing, but, I mean, you got to be brutally honest, even to yourself about shit that you don't want to be honest about that's probably i mean that's probably the most important thing is to be honest with yourself right like you could be you could be you could be you know kind of coy and dishonest with how you present yourself to other people and how you want to be seen and whatever but if you're dishonest with yourself you just set yourself up for failure man like you gotta be i think like that's what there's like a japanese saying it's like everyone has like three faces right and your first face i think is like the face you show the world the second one is the one you tell yourself. And then the third one is the real you, which is normally somewhere in between, right? So you got to be conscious of the real one. But most people actually start to buy into the shit that they put out there, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. But they also, the other thing too is like, people also start, you, they start to believe it, right? Because if you, if you tell yourself something enough, even if you know it's a lie, you're going to start to believe it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a, it's a fact, like, like the brain and memories are like garbage. That's why like witnesses and hearings are like horrible and people remember stuff. Two people can remember the same exact situation two completely different ways. And it's not that one of them is lying. It's just, that's how the shit's written in their head. Right? So if you tell yourself, yourself something often enough, like it will become real and like, it'll be a real memory in your head. Right? Yeah. I've had that scenario happen where I've, I've been convinced of something for years and then I've had conversations with family and they're like, that's not how that went down. That was your brother. And and I'm like, you guys are all fucking, you're trying to fuck with me right, right now. And and everybody's like, no, it was, it was him. Wasn't you. If if you, if you read up on it, like it's, it's, and it's the, the crazy thing is like when you watch documentaries about it or you read up on it, it's super easy to fool your brain. Like it's so easy to fabricate memories in people's brains. That's why like ideas are like the most toxic thing. Because if someone thinks that an idea is original, you can't ever like convince them that it's not. That's why I, that's how like everything happens. Like ideologies, that's how wars happen and genocides and cultural revolutions and stuff. The crowd moves as one, everyone gets this idea in their head. They think it's original. This is me. This is what I believe. This is who I am. And it's unstoppable. Is that, do you think, social media driven even more now yeah social media just social media is kind of like it's kind of like alcohol 
right? It just kind of multiplies and accentuates whatever is there to begin with, right? So like all these things that we do, humans do naturally, it's just that now it's amplified because, you know, instant access to everything, anywhere, anytime. So it just, yeah, just accentuates anything, right? Like if you wanted to start, if you wanted to start a revolution back in the day, you got to start talking to people at fucking pubs and you start going to cafes and stuff. And like, it's a whole process, right? And now it's like, I want to just start a Twitter account. <laughs> and if you have enough followers instantly, you got millions of people listening to you, right? And it's even worse now because like you're in the glass box because all these people, you know, everyone's talking to each other you all kind of think the same way, right? So now we have all these algorithms who are like, okay, this person will like this person or this person will like that and start pushing you all together. And then you're like, holy shit, like everyone I know thinks this and everyone I know thinks this, this must be a fact. It's like, no, like the algorithm just stuck 20 of you together and you're just there like ping pong and stuff back. And now you think that's how the whole world thinks. Yeah. That's actually just your little box. Well, and it's, it's been really true. Case in point, QAnon. Yeah, fuck. Look how crazy that went, dude. Yeah, no, it's, and man, I, I think about like <clears throat> when there's like that concept that every 200 years, that like 200 yeah. years is really as long as any real like rule can, can occur or how, you know yeah. what I mean? Like empires really don't always last, but they never last. If you, if you look at about it, but it's like all, even throughout time, like, it's still, it's always been kind of a repeatable process, even though technology has been different. Like yeah. the, the way that things are falling apart today are different than how they fell apart before, yet very similar at the core. It's just like how it reaches us or how it manifests on the surface is different, it's but at different. the core, it's the same. Yeah. So like posts, well, not posts, but like after like the whole COVID like shutdowns and everything happened. I'd always heard like over like the past couple of years, like people always keep comparing like the US to like the Roman Empire. And so I decided because you know everyone's stuck at home bored. Pardon me, I started doing all this research on the Roman Empire. Right. And then I got into like Marcus Aurelius and Stoicism and all that stuff. And yeah, just like you're saying, like it's literally the same thing, right? Like people always think like, you know, empires fall and because they got invaded and this and that and whatever, but it always starts from within. So it's some, some sort of discord, some sort of disagreement, inequality, something. But yeah, to your point, it's literally always the same way, obviously to like varying degrees, but it's always the same thing. And it's probably, unless we, you know, nuke ourselves or something at some point, it's probably going to repeat itself in another couple hundred years too. That's my fear though. I mean, think about like 10, 15 years ago. Like yeah. I, I remember in high school, I had a Nokia phone that had snake where, you know what I mean? Dude, like I had that. little boxes that would go around. Yeah, and shit. yeah. I had that. I had that too. And like my brothers and I all had to share it up, up until I was probably like a freshman. I don't even think I had my own phone. It was like, yeah. we had a family phone that if you went on like a, a sporting event or some shit mm. with school, you had to take it and use it to call when you got to the fucking high school for mom and dad to come and yeah. get it. But like, I would have never in a million years thought where we're at today, technologically, we would be at. And I'm sure there's some people that saw that coming with roadmaps and shit, but 
fuck yeah. man like where are we gonna be it's like it's a stupid corny question but honestly like where are we gonna be in 2030 because i was reading an article a couple days ago where there was a uh an iranian nuclear scientist was sniped out by a remote controlled machine gun yeah. by by like operatives in israel and i'm like okay dude mossad goes hard <laughs> right they go hard dude they do not care but you, you also, I mean, not to go away from your point, but you also, like, those Israelis, like, they're surrounded by people who absolutely hate them. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, we don't kind of get along. It's like, they hate them. So, like, you have to be like that. But, yeah, I don't know where we're going to be in 20, 30 years. And I think anyone that's telling you they know is just full of shit. Because, like you said, no one really knows, right? I mean, there might be, like, two or three people no like if you look back at like nicholas tesla and whatever like he predicted like cell phones and stuff like that mm -hmm. but i mean it's like he's like a once in every thousand year type of human being right like you don't get teslas and einsteins like every decade so there might be like a handful of people that can predict but i think we just got to ride it out and see what happens dude which is kind of the fun part right like you don't know you don't know what's at the end yeah, no, there's, it's kind of fun to, it is exciting to kind of think like, hmm, like shit, shit might kind of get weird. Dude, there might be aliens, there might, like, who knows what's going to happen. Might be COVID-25, like. COVID-25. There's a, there's a, there's a British astronaut. Oh my God, I saw something. Her name, I think her name's Helen, Helen something. Yeah. She was the first British astronaut, she, or I don't know if she was the first British astronaut, but she was a lady who had gone to the space station, but she's like, seemed fairly credible saying that she's convinced that aliens are actually here on earth among us. And I, I mean, I'm like, okay, you had to have been like somewhat normal and capable. And you had to go through screenings to be able to get in to the program. So like, physical. I mean, I guess everybody can have a breakdown and, and, say some crazy shit but i mean yeah i mean it's probably not probably it is most likely really really stressful up there like both psychologically and physically so i could see someone having a breakdown but then again it's also like if there were aliens right that means that we're like chimps to them like any civilization that could make it this far because they're clearly not in the solar system so they're coming from like another solar system right mm -hmm. they'd have to be so far advanced that we're literally just like monkeys right like they'd probably be looking at us like oh my god look at these guys they got like satellites and rockets like the same way we look at like chimps like oh my god they're making tools like you know look he's using the stick to like break the thingy right so they could very very well be among us because they probably have like some tech that we don't know i mean there could be you could be an alien. Who knows? Yeah, right. Fuck. Like, no one, no one actually knows. I don't know. If I had to put my money on it, I'd probably say it's actually tough now that I'm thinking about it. For sure, there has there has to be aliens out there somewhere. Like the probability is just like too. There's just like too many stars and galaxies and whatever. There had to be out there. I'd probably put my money and say that there's been aliens here. Are they here now during our time? 
I don't know. But if you think about how old like the universe is, how old Earth is, how many like galaxies and planets and whatever there are out there, at some point I feel like someone evolved far enough to make it over here. Although those those stories from like all those the Air Force guys. Fuck man. What yeah. the, the what's it called? Like the tic tac toe UFO or something? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, Lieutenant David Fravor. The yeah, he was the fighter pilot guy who engaged with one of these things off the coast of San Diego. Yeah, that that is that is kind of wild. Yeah, he seemed like about as credible as credible could be too. That's what fucking freaked me that's, out. I'm like, this guy. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, like uh, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would be fucking around with anybody. No, because that's the thing. It's because like a lot of the people you see who like who talk about aliens and whatever and like Roswell and all these guys, you can tell like, damn, this guy's kind of off the handle. Like, I don't know. Like even, even Bob Lazar, I'm not sold on Bob Lazar, right? Like, he seems a little, mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be 50, 50, but like, yeah, that dude's like, like, he just looks like a guy next door. Like could be my neighbor, like just totally normal. And doesn't seem like he has any motivation to like make up this stuff. And then obviously there's the footage that the Navy released that kind of backs up his story. So yeah. I don't know, man. What about Travis Walton? Who's Travis Walton? Uh, so have you ever seen the movie Fire in the Sky? No. So Travis Walton, um, he was actually, he was just on Rogan again, which was so cool because as a kid, my dad, I remember had me, he was probably like dad of the year. He had me watch Fire in the Sky with him. And it's about these guys that are loggers in Arizona and Mm. they're out logging all day they're driving down this dirt road after their you know long day's work and they see this glowing light in a field and so they stop the truck they start walking towards it and there's this craft and the one guy starts walking towards it and he gets hit with a beam of light there's this big flash all the other guys leave they can't find him and he's gone for like three days and then he shows up randomly I don't know if it was at home or in, they made a movie about it. And he like, he's in a phone booth at a convenience store. They may have taken some creative liberties on that, but he, uh, he fucking like these people all pass lie detector tests. All the guys were being investigated for his murder initially. And that was kind of like the investigation going on. And I mean, it's fucking bizarre. Cause he seems almost I, a little, and then he just popped, he just popped up. Then he what, just like popped what up. What did he say? He said that he woke up um, out of kind of like a haze and there were these beings above him and he was inside of the craft and then they fucking let him go. I don't know, man. It's, it's wild. That sounds like psilocybin, dude. Yeah. Right. It's, (laughs) it's bizarre. I, I agree. It's bizarre, but I'm like, part of me thinks he's almost so, I don't want to say like, he's simple. Like, you know what I mean? He's just kind of like a simple guy. He's not like living his, he's not living large because he's profited off this story. He just kind of seems, you you can't really see the motivation to make it all up. What's that? You can't really see like the motivation for him to make all of this up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even Lazar, I, I, people say he didn't want the limelight. I, I get a little sense of ego when you hear him talk and he does it in a nonchalant way. Like he pretends that he doesn't want the attention to get the attention. Like that's part of his facade. I feel like, but yeah, there's, 
there's um I can't remember what podcast I saw him on. It might have been Rogan. And I remember like researching him and there's like a whole bunch of stuff on him. And it's yeah, it's kind of like iffy, like 50-50, like you could go either way. So like for him, I could be like, yeah, I could see like what you're saying. I could see the motivation to like kind of embellish some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of these other guys, it's like, yeah, it's just run-of-the-mill guy. Like I can't see why he'd want to make up that story. And again, who knows? Maybe they were driving and grab some mushrooms they saw on the side of the road and they're gone for three days. You ever see anything? I mean, you've been out in the desert. Dude, nothing, nothing. It's funny because like every time I'm out in the desert, because you can see like the stars and the Milky Way and everything because there's not that much like light pollution. I'm always looking up like, oh, maybe I'm going to see something, but never, never seen anything, never experienced anything too crazy but yeah i mean they could be out there it's just that they'd be so advanced that you know like you hear some people are like you know i need i need concrete evidence i need this i need that it's like dude if there's aliens here like that would be like you know they'd be looking at us like ants like we couldn't even comprehend the kind of technology they have so like your evidence is like i don't know it's just like it'd be a completely different realm if that makes sense it'd be like pants do you think like trying to convince themselves that humans exist or something well so i mean i kind of think there's either two possibilities right it's either because the universe is just i try to think about that and it just my my head hurts when i try to think about it right and yeah it's to me it's either this endless cosmos i guess and that's i guess scientifically probably supports that this idea so everybody who's half smart is laughing their ass off at me right now. But the other aspect would be like, to your point, looking at something like, are we kind of in like the snow globe effect where the aliens are actually just the effect of something large, a larger scale version of us that just kind of constantly repeats itself up where, you know, we looking up, we can't identify what it is because it's so much larger in scale than we are. Again, that's all possible, right? Like if you if you think about like the length of time that we've been around, like it's nothing, dude. Mm-hmm. So like if there's anything that's think of it this way, imagine if somehow no meteors strike Earth, Elon Musk somehow ends up getting us to Mars, humans keep evolving for I don't know, a couple hundred thousand years. Your point, like for going from the Nokia to like an iPhone 10 or 11 now, imagine how far ahead we'd be in a hundred thousand years. So imagine if there's a civilization that's been out there and they've only been around, say, for like a million years. Like, they would be like, it's incomprehensive how much more advanced they'd be than us, right? So, like, they could see on some Harry Potter invisibility cloak shit. Like, who knows? They could be walking around and you can't see them. Like, now it's so true. It always blows my mind when there's people who from a scientific standpoint can say things like infinity means that there's been like, there's infinite versions of you throughout. Oh yeah. Parallel universes. Right. But that they can't then get their head around the fact that there would possibly be another life form somewhere out in, in space that those possibilities are way less. Science is like, I shouldn't say science, scientists are like 
a very, a very interesting people because here you are studying the realm of possibility, but for some reason, a lot, especially, I think it's, I think it's scientists that are in that like university, like scholarly bubble who just need to write papers and get tenure and stuff like that. They don't really want to push the boundary. No risk. I think I don't want to think, yeah, they don't want to risk it. They don't want to think outside the box. So anything that kind of, you know, messes with how they see things, they dismiss, right? Because, you know, I'm a scientist, I'm a scholar, blah, blah, blah. This doesn't make sense. And, but it, it's, I mean, it's always been like that, right? But they forget that, like, the whole point behind it is that, like, these things, that's why they're called scientific theories, right? It's a theory. Right? You got to study it, replicate it, do all that stuff. And that's and a lot of times these ask. theories get, like, these do you theories think, get debunked. Do you think part of it is, could it be changed by accelerating information sharing? Because like people are more tied to their ideas. If it's something that like, I got seven years invested in this and now I just came across new evidence. Like yeah, that I'm going to throw that under the, under the rug. Like I'm not letting anybody know about that. Whereas if like exactly. you figured out a way to accelerate the way that information is verified, shared, how that process could be shortened, that people would be more willing to move from their position because it's not like they've got half of their career invested in the answer. I think you would still, I think you would still meet a lot of resistance. And part of the resistance would be just because of that. Hey, I invested 20 years in this. You've just been doing this for seven years. You don't know what you're talking about. That would, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some people that would be open to it, but like, I mean, think about it. Like if you invested you know, 20, 30 years of your life into something. And then some kid comes along after five years and is like, no, that's just wrong, man. You're gonna be like, no, like, like you have to be, you have to have like, you have to have done like an insane amount of like shrooms and toad and gotten rid of your ego for you to be like, oh yeah, there's a possibility that I wasted 30 years of my life on this thing and it's wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, progress always happens regardless, right? It's just, it's evolution, whether you like it, whether you fight it, it's the gonna happen. Of life. It, it's inevitable, right? That's why we evolved to where we are now. Might as well just go along with it because if you fight it, you're just gonna get run over at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, facts always change. I mean, think about it, dude. Like, there's so many things that we take for granted now that we accept as fact that got people killed like a couple hundred years, like the earth is flat type thing. Like, that was a I mean, funny enough, is still like a held belief now, but for the longest time, like that was an accepted thing that the earth was flat and like people got killed for suggesting that it wasn't flat, right? Like gravity, gravity is a force, is a force pulling and the nine signs like, no, it's a force that pushes, right? Like shit changes. Even Einstein didn't want to accept like quantum theory. Like him and Niels Bohr just kept going at it basically until they were both dead. And now it's kind of like, I mean, if Einstein can be wrong, then I feel like other scientists would be like, you know what? I could possibly be wrong too. He was kind of smart. Yeah, right. <laughs> to say wow. the least. Dude, I, I went back and do you remember telling me about the double slit experiment? Oh, did you look into that? I did look into that. It fucks with you, doesn't it? It does. And I think it actually, I was, I was having a hard time. I mean, I, I definitely got it right. How, and it was cool how that when they started to, monitor which one of the slits the atoms were going into 
it was like 50% of the time going through yeah. the, the slit that they were measuring. And yeah. my understanding of quantum mechanics has always just been, or quantum physics is that the, like being able to measure something, the measurement of something actually affects whatever it is that you're measuring. And that kind yeah. of in like, it came full circle for me and I'm like, Oh shit. So this experiment is what kind of has shown what I always thought quantum mechanics really was. And I was like, my simplified version of it was just like, if you measure something, it's going to affect it's whatever it's doing. Yeah. I mean, it's still like, no joke. Like I'll watch, I'll watch these documentaries sometime and I'll lay down to go to sleep. And then my brain's just like, dude, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like how? And then like, even like a couple of nights ago, like I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm like, so by like, by that definition, that means that if you're not observing something, like it's in every state, it's like quantum state or whatever, it's everything, right? So it's there, it's not there. You know, the cat's dead, it's alive, all that. So it's like, okay, I'm sitting here like in this room now. And it's like, okay, so the next room over, it's not being observed. Does that mean there's, there's nothing not there? Even there. It's just, right? So until I open the door and observe it and interact with it, it's not there. And like one of the experts, and that's what a lot of people use to say that we're living in a simulation too, right? Because if you think, if you think of like a video game, right? Like if you're playing Madden or FIFA or whatever, the only part that you're seeing generated is like, say, like say you're playing Madden, for instance, right? You're on the 10 yard line. You're just, your view is not of the entire field. It's of where you are on the field. And as you move, it adjusts. Right. And the part you were is no longer there. So like the theory is that like you're in the simulation, it's only simulating what you're seeing and it's kind of moving along with you. So that tripped me out too. Fuck dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's deep. It's, I used to go into, um, there was a simulation like a uh, subreddit. And they stopped updating it, like the mod stopped updating it because apparently like people were messaging them and they were like all suicidal and all this shit. Cause like they read into like the simulation theory and they're like, holy shit, like everything's a simulation. What is life? Blah, blah, blah. And it just like turns their world upside down. And they're like, you know, what's the point of living type thing? So they can fuck with you if you really think about it. I had a, a neuroscientist on uh, mm. and we had a conversation briefly about simulation theory and his name's dr randy stout and uh, yeah, i think i think i saw you post something about that yeah he he shared some shit with me that tripped me out which was like it probably doesn't matter if we are or we aren't because the way that we are our brains operate is kind of a yeah. simulation because he's like you're actually mm. you see something you're it's a nerve and you're actually just going in and getting like a memory in some cases of what, you know, something to be like actually the scientific way. And I'm fucking this up. So, and I think, <laughs> so apologies for that, but it, it's ultimately a simulation in your own brain. Anyways, you're not actually seeing something. It's like simulated reality in your own, in your own brain. Well, that's, that's why it's so easy to, that's why it's so easy to fool people. Exactly. Right. And that's why it's so easy to like create false memories is because your brain, so your brain learns by experience. Right. And it's not because, you know, it's dumb or anything. It's just, that's efficient. I don't need to process 
if I've experienced this before, I've seen this before, I don't need to reprocess all this information. I'm just going to go to the back and grab what I know about it and just project that, right? So yeah, reality is just what you're seeing. It's not everyone, it's not everyone else's reality. It's not every other animal's reality. Like the way we see is not the way dogs see, right? Even between men and women, I think men and women see like colors different or something weird like that. Like certain colors pop more for women or Mm-hmm. even like remember like those stupid things on like instagram like is the dress blue is it black is it yeah that just goes to show you that like like you said like your brain is simulating a lot of a lot of your life like both like physically and mentally also right so like where did i see this i read about this once but like when you say like you pan like that right and you look like left to right you don't really notice what you see in between and apparently your brain is aware of everything it's seen but it just disregards it because you're in motion right your nose like your brain sees your nose all the time it just disregards it that's kind of crazy right yeah dude no that's trippy that's really like good. if you really think about it your your nose is in your field of view but you never see it because your brain's just like yeah, let me go look at it i mean think about right? that though right we sit here and talk about aliens which is cool and everything. And it's like the same thing with Bigfoot. Like everybody's like wants to see Bigfoot or wants to believe that Bigfoot exists, but there's sharks in the ocean and there's fucking other animals that are just as bizarre. There's an elephant, like giant octopus and shit. Yeah. Those, those things spook me out like those. Cause apparently they're super smart, but yeah, like I'm in a group chat with like, a couple of my buddies, we mostly talk cars and stuff. But like once in a while, like someone will post something about like a shark or something. You look at it, you think about it for a second. And you're like, shit, like this shit actually like, like this shit like exists. Like this is not a movie. Like I go out to the beach right now. And if you stay out there long enough, you will probably come across one. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's kind of wild. But that's the human thing, right? Like we always, we always project further out and kind of forget what's, what's in the same vicinity, right? It's like, with social media or anything and people, everyone who wants to like save the world, right? Like everyone, you know, everyone wants to go to Africa and everyone wants to go to the Caribbean and whatever and build homes for people and whatever, but it's like, there's hundreds of thousands of homeless people in fucking LA, but you want to travel all the way to Namibia to build a hut for someone. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just go down the street, you know what I mean? But that's a human thing. Yeah, man. I, so much to unpack with that. It's, yeah, it's those are all like, those are all like entire two hour conversations in themselves. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my two younger brothers still live in Southern California. My mom just moved out there in January, which oh, I nice. talked, Where at? Uh, they're down in uh, orange. Oh, nice. Like Anaheim area. County. I think they're in. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they uh my brothers have been out there for a few years and my mom just moved out there literally like a month before the pandemic dropped so that was us yeah same thing that was us we moved to la like the day it was declared the pandemic it was like perfect (laughs) but it's like whatever man you just kind of you go with the flow right i've been trying to like the pandemic kind of got me into like looking into like roman history and whatever i was reading about like marcus aurelius and then I was talking to my brother about it. My brother's like a huge, he's like me, like he's a huge like nerd. He was telling me about like stoicism and everything. So I got into like the whole momentum mori type thing. Like you just go with the flow. So that's just kind of been my approach is like, whatever, there's a pandemic, there's a this, you just kind of 
you go with the flow, right? And then also growing up in a third world country kind of prepares you for all the stuff. Like when I was, <laughs> when they had like the LA riots and stuff here, and my wife's Canadian, she grew up on like a little farm there. So she's not used to like all of this. And she was like freaking out and stuff like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Do, do we need to leave? Do we need to whatever? I'm like, just calm down. It's a bunch of kids breaking into like the Gucci store and whatever. Like no one's shooting anyone. No one's killing anyone. Like just relax. Like, for me, growing up in Nigeria, I grew up in the north. And so Nigeria is like half and half, right? So the bottom half, like the south, is all Christian. And the top half is all Muslim. And they hate each other, right? It's one of those countries where the colonials just went and drew a line and said, hey, all you guys in this region, you're now one country. Forgetting the fact that like there's been like empires and like civilizations there for like two, 3,000 years who have hated each other. Right, and always been at war, and then all of a sudden it's like, cool, you guys want country. Anyways, long story short, growing up, that probably went through like four, five riots, and but the riots were always Muslim versus Christian. So it was like people with machetes out on the street, chopping each other's like heads off, and riot police there. There's not, there's not really riot police, right? It's just they come out with AKs and they shoot everyone. And then eventually enough people get shot and people stop fighting, right? So being here during like the whole like riots and whatever, I was just like, this is like, this. like I get it, it's unrest, it's crazy, but I'm like, calm down. Like it's not, it's not as bad as like everyone's making it out to be. Like, especially like in the media, right? Like my brother came to visit and he's like, oh dude, he's like, it's, it's calm here. He's like, I was watching the news. He's like, I thought LA was like a war zone. I'm like, no, dude, it was just protests and a couple people bashed glasses and broke into stores, which is horrible, but whatever. It wasn't like, you know, people were out there like mass murdering each other and shit. But that's also a product of the media, right? Sensationalism. Yeah. Everything gets blown up to high heaven for clicks and views. Yeah. And again, I think it goes back to social media because they're competing with every one of us who's pushing media out and sharing news and taking away from. I mean, it's all about just how much time am I spending on your platform now? That's the main exactly. focus for every media company and it, every social media brand. It's like, if you want to optimize, think about what they want. They're, there's like, okay, they can spend their time on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even LinkedIn. Like all these platforms are trying to find ways to keep you on their platform. Like that's it. That's the only thing because they've got to fucking sell ad revenue. You know what I mean? It's like, how do we keep these demographics here? How do we fulfill our commitments to the people that are swiping their cards so that they can try to sell their products? Like it's, it's a dirty and, game, you know? Yeah. And that's like the one thing that people forget too. And I always remind people when they're talking about the news, I'm like, you realize these are for-profit businesses. Like they're in the entertainment business. Like the news need you to watch the news to like you said, sell ads. Go do right, a Google search. Go put in yeah. Sean Hannity. Go put in Rachel Maddow. Exactly. Go put in Anderson Cooper. Let's let's see what they're making. Because I bet you they're all making twenty plus million dollars a year. Yeah. And I mean, that's where the you know what I mean? Like, come on. That's and that's it. I mean, and that's the other thing too is like if you think about like these guys are just the face of it, right? Like they're making twenty mil. Yeah. How much are like? how much is CNN itself making, right? Like you always got to look at it that way. Like there's always, there's always next levels to it. It's like, that's like, it's like when you look at sports and you're like, oh my God, like, you know, 
the 49ers gave so so and so like a hundred, two hundred million dollar contract. But damn, that's so much money. It's like there's levels. Someone signs that check too. Someone is right. Someone's handing that out, right? There's always there's always levels to it. It's the same thing. If Anderson Cooper's making 20 mil, think of how much CNN's making. And they want to keep making it and they want to make more. So they got to keep eyes on eyes on it too. Especially now, like you said, there's so much more competition because everyone has a high definition camera in their pocket. Everyone has access to all these platforms. Anyone can be a reporter. When you think about it, reporting is really not that hard. Hi, this is so-so. And so I'm here at the scene of thingy. Boom, you're a reporter. Like it's interesting. And I think the media is also taking the wrong approach because they're not the only thing that sets them apart from like the average Joe is that like investigative journalism, right? Is using all these contacts you've developed over years, using your network and, you know, using the clout that it has to do like big stories, right? To go and investigate certain things. Like not everyone, you know, could get access to like certain people at the White House or like certain people at a certain corporation or company like that, right? So you think that that's what big media would do is like do these pieces that, regular people can't do but instead of doing that they're just coming down everyone else's level and just putting out clickbait like i remember growing up when you saw breaking news when you saw like the breaking news banner it was like shit you need to watch this because this is like it's actual like breaking news now it's like every day breaking news breaking news back and forth yeah yeah like that's not breaking news like I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it's the end of traditional media. They're just, they're on their way out. Especially now that Trump is gone. Dude, Trump saved them, right? All the clicks and the views they got with him. Now that he's been deplatformed, I'm like, well, what's media going to do? First off, no one trusts you, right? So it's like, now your, your biggest, your biggest star is gone. Like, what are you going to focus on now? Joe Biden's not going to give you the same headlines, right? <laughs> no, not at all, man. It's, it's so strange. And I'm, I'm half convinced, you know, I, I see people like ratcheting in right now. He can't run in 2024. I, I'm, I mean, I'm surprised the guy hasn't announced that he's launching his own media company. I mean, think about all the people who would go and, and tune in to the Trump media channel. I think, you know what I think? I think his, his impulses, he shot himself in the foot with that. Cause he's a bit, he's a bit too impulsive. It's funny. Cause him being really impulsive and just kind of saying shit is kind of what makes him Trump. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think he kind of shot himself in the foot. Like after, after the election, right? When he went on the whole, like, you know, the election was stolen, blah, 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 Dominion, all that nonsense. If he had just been like, the election was stolen. I was the actual winner, blah, blah, blah. Gone on for like a week about that. And then just let him been like, you know what? But in the interest of peace, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to transition and just let it there he protects his brand because his brand is I win, right? I don't ever lose. Like I'm a winner. I go in there, I make deals. Like the, his book, I think was called like the art of the deal or something like that, the art of making a deal. So if he just did that for a week, it protects his brand. Cause you know, the people who follow him will believe him. He didn't actually lose yada, yada, yada. But I think going on and on and on and on and on about it, it's kind of like he went from like, Oh, I lost to like, this guy's just a sore loser. Like you just couldn't accept it type thing. And then the whole thing that happened with the Capitol now, 
and now he's been like deplatformed and whatever. So now he's toxic, right? So like anyone who was gonna put money into it now is gonna be like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't wanna get my Twitter deleted. Like I don't want like, you know, death threats sent to like my home. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think his son could do it. Cool. I think Donald Trump Jr. could. Yeah. He's, would, he seems like a wild dude, man. I don't know. I could, seem, I could see him being fun to go like camping with because he'd get hammered and he'd shoot his gun and he, <laughs> he'd be on some Dick Cheney shit. He'd shoot someone in the face type thing. Yeah. Hit someone with some bird shot. I could, I could, I could totally see that. So there was one thing I definitely wanted to ask you. I Go was, cause I was going back and forth and through all the messages and uh, mm. I had reposted a, is it um, Nazar in Portugal? Is that where that is? Oh, Nazaris, the waves? Yes. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but yeah, like Nazaris, Nazar, something like that. Yeah. I didn't know. Had you been there or not? Cause. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been there. So I used to, I mean, I still do from time to time. Like I had a drone and I used to just go out like droning like waves and stuff like that. Yeah. And moving to Southern California, I wanted to like take up surfing. So I started doing all this research on like waves and whatever. And then like droning it. Cause my wife uses a lot of the footage and stuff in her artwork. So I'd go out to like, you know, drone all these waves and everything. And I started to learn about waves. Cause it's like, you know, you gotta go at certain times and the swells coming in from here and whatever. And then a couple of my buddies were surfing them asking them, I'm like, oh, so which beach do I go to? Like, when is this? And like, oh, you gotta go here, cause it's whatever. And anyway, so researching that, that's how it came up on that spot in Portugal. But yeah, that is definitely on the bucket list. It's amazing. Go there, cause it's, yeah, it's insane. One of my buddies was explaining it to me. He's like, it's not like a traditional, it's not like a traditional wave that kind of like comes over and like crests and falls. He's like, it's like a wall of water that just like moves and then collapses. Something to do with, I don't know, the seabed underneath or something, but just the fact that like people go in that shit is mind blowing to me. Yeah. Like someone, like I always think about it, I'm like someone walked up to it, saw that and was like, yeah, I want to surf that. It's like, humans are wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I do want to take up surfing though. I've never done it. Neither. It looks like a lot of fun though. Yeah. I feel like I feel like surfing, even if you went out and you didn't catch any waves, I feel like just sitting on the ocean, like sitting on the water for an hour or two would probably be like blissful in itself. There's an energy with the ocean. You definitely get it. Oh, yeah, for sure. The salt in the water. I mean it's it's just everything. I mean it's there's more organic life in the ocean than anywhere so it's probably i mean it, it makes oh, yeah, by sense, far you know but yeah there's a there's a there's a lot of research that backs it too like oceans um greenery too greenery is a, greenery is like a massive one there's like a lot of there's studies they've done with like housing blocks and stuff in like new york and like big cities where like they'll have one housing block and they'll put a bunch of greenery in it and then the other housing block they won't put any greenery and then they'll monitor like you know crime and domestic disturbances and stuff like that and they'll ask you know they'll give people all the little questionnaires about happiness and the people that live in the building with all the greenery they're like substantially less crime substantially report to be way happier all just because they live around a couple of trees that's why i got that guy in the back <laughs> gotta gotta keep okay. that man no that's awesome yeah. even like um in hospitals apparently like patients like post-surgery or like whatever that are like in recovery rooms 
patients that have windows with views of like trees and stuff recover faster than people who aren't which i mean it makes sense but kind of part of the whole ecosystem right you forget it because we all live in these artificial wooden boxes and stuff but like not so long ago we were out there too like foraging and doing all that stuff have you been digging into that you mentioned it on here a little bit ago the toad so i don't know have you ever watched like you watch uh hamilton's pharmacopoeia at all no what's that okay yeah now I've, yeah you gotta spend some time hamilton's pharmacopoeia yeah it's a show Is that like a documentary or like a it's show a, or what? it's a series on vice so you can probably find episodes on youtube or something i'm sure you can find it somewhere on the internet but he's a psychonaut and so like he goes out and each episode is based around a different type of psychedelic and he does one on bufu alvera which is the um that desert toad that you go and they they like squeeze the glands to excrete the poison they like squirt it on this like mirror or a piece of glass and then they let it dry and then they like Hmm. shave it off of the glass but he goes through this whole like long process where he backtracks through and finds out who the person was that originally started doing this and then gets into how it's medically beneficial. I mean, he does a fantastic job. He does it with psilocybin. He does it with ketamine. He does it with all kinds of cool really? different shit, but it's, it's really, really, he, dude, it's, I'm telling you, it's produced really well. You'd enjoy the series. I gotta, I gotta look into it. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I can't, a friend of mine told me about toad once they did it in Mexico. I'm like, Oh my God, it's like life changing. But I don't know. I haven't ventured that far yet. Like, you know, the death of the ego. I need my ego for a little bit. Yeah. Once yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable not... and I've wanted everything, then I can get rid of the ego. Yeah. Right. I've, I haven't gone that far. I've, I'd be willing to go. I'd be willing to take the ride right now. I yeah. Think. You would, you would do, you would do it now. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely do it now. I've actually, I had, um, I met a guy, his name's Ian McCall. He's a former UFC fighter who's yeah. been a, a big advocate with the UFC about getting psilocybin. Oh yeah. I've, yeah. It's, I saw him. I saw him on someone's podcast. Not too long. I can't remember where, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. We, we were on talking just about the studies and everything and he's going into the rainforest, uh, to do like a, a oh, few damn. weeks with a shaman and like this whole retreat and he's like hey come if you want to come you can come was it like in south america somewhere or? yeah somewhere down there i'm definitely not going now i have way too much shit going on to do that but i mean it, it made it real it's like okay i know a few people who actually make that journey at least once a yeah. year and it's something that i would 100 i just i've heard too many good things and i i think you know, getting that perspective. I don't know if you've ever done psilocybin, just shrooms in general. But I have, I have. I mean, I that have a place in Joshua Tree, dude. What do you think? That's like psilocybin heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's to me that's it's changed my life profoundly. You know, and people yeah, like kind of laugh at that, but yeah. I mean, everyone. Have you seen Fantastic Fungi? No. Oh, dude, you gotta watch that. You got you fantastic fungi. It's a it's a documentary. I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to rent it on like YouTube for like two or three bucks. But I mean, it's an amazing documentary, so it's worth it. Like, you might as well just pay for it. 
yeah, no, it's I won't spoil it for you, but just watch when you can. It's about an hour long. Just watch like Fantastic Fungi. It's amazing. But yeah, psilocybin. I mean, it's yeah, it is. It is. It is kind of amazing. It's weird. Every time I do it, my first thought is always like, if everyone did this, the world would be such a better place. Thousand percent. Because like my first feeling is always like, as soon as you do it and it starts to kick in, you're just like, none of this shit matters. Like someone I was angry at or some issue, you're just like whatever. I don't care, right? That's always my first thought is like, if everyone would just do this, like if everyone just did shrooms once a month, the whole world would be like infinitely better. But yeah, not the case. Well, maybe that's where we'll be in 2030. Who knows, dude? There's always opposition to everything, though. I feel like it's only natural because someone has to profit on it on the other side. It's... You have to have friction to keep a car on the road, right? Even if you're driving fast. That so is very... Like... That is very true. I think more when you're driving fast, actually. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I think, I mean, if you follow that, there's going to be more friction because we're only accelerating in everything that we're doing. So it's probably got to, we're going to have to get used to this shit because there's going to be a lot of it. That's true. That's actually, that's a really interesting, I've never thought of it that way. It's going to be like a car that's speeding and accelerating Mm -hmm. because it is like technologically in a society, like everything's accelerating. Like it's, yeah if we don't have resistance yeah if you don't have resistance then you know you can maybe i mean think about how fast we're moving right now even though there is as much resistance on things as there are i mean if there wasn't and we were all paddling in the same direction i mean yeah metaphorically speaking that sounds great except if you're paddling towards the fucking waterfall right i mean it's like it's kind of it's not a good thing in that in that scenario and i think maybe having a couple of people paddling in the opposite direction so that if you see the waterfall coming, you don't have too much momentum going over the thing. I mean, yeah. That, that's a really, that's a really amazing way to look at it. Probably. That's why I'm kind of happy that like Elon Musk is like, not like anti AI, but he's kind of like, guys, we need to watch it. Like, you know, so I guess he's the guy on the boat. Like guys, it might be a waterfall there. Maybe we don't paddle too hard just in case, like, you know, this shit turns into the Terminator. I'm more and more. That, that might be 20, 30 years. AI might just take over everything. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Might be on some matrix shit. <laughs> would you take, would you take the red pill or the blue pill? If you were Neo, would you stay in the matrix or would you jump out of it? Man, I tricky one, huh? Yeah. It's, it's hard. You, honestly, the only thing right now, and it, it's just, I think a family, I think like what's, what's like affecting all them as far as like, if it's me making that decision in a vacuum where I don't have other people's expectations on me in this world, as far if it's as just you, if it's just it's you, just me, like I'm back when you're like 19, I'm staying, no wife, no kids. I'm, I, I'm going in, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably do the same. Like people get mad at what's that one dude in the matrix who like decides to go back into it. I'm like, dude, why force yourself to suffer? Yeah. Right. Like if there's, there's a way out, whatever, as long as you believe it's true, it's true. Right. Yeah. That's all that matters. If you could just, if you could, if you could like make me not know that it's fake, then I'm fine. Totally. I'll eat the steak. I'll live life whatever gonna die anyways yeah so momentum worry right on brother 
Yeah, man. Well, listen, I appreciate this a ton. I think I appreciate uh, you, man. The conversations are are golden all the time, and and absolutely you give me a place to uh, to explore all kinds of different realities potentially. And, and I, I do, man, I appreciate it. And next time you get to Pittsburgh, you got to let me know. And, uh, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Or you, since you got family out here too. So without a doubt, my, uh, my brother had a daughter, so, and you know, she had oh, nice. all out there. So I need to, I need to make the trip as soon as, uh, I do it, man. as soon as I do, I'll certainly hit you up and we'll, we'll link in person. Yeah, I'll be and we out here. We we're gonna make the move to. I'm gonna move into Canada last year, but I'm like, yeah, just gonna stick it out here. <laughs> you got options. Like Kelly. Yeah, it is what it is, right? You can always move. It's really not that big of a deal. Right on. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You're definitely. I think you're. You're. You're on to something. There's a lot of a lot of folks like. It's like you said, right? Like a lot of folks want to do stuff and then they see people do stuff and they're really successful, right? Like they see Joe Rogan do it and he got a hundred million. So like whatever amount he got, everyone wants to do it, right? But people forget that like he was doing that for a while, right? Like he didn't just pop up one day and it's like, oh, JRE, Spotify, 100 million. Like he's been at it for a while and I'm sure there's many people telling him like, yo, this shit doesn't work. Like why are you doing three hour long podcasts? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's only successful he jump. because he enjoys it. You know what I mean? He yeah. enjoys what he does, and it's all you got to do, man. It's like yeah, I think I think a lot happening. a lot of people are a lot of people are jumping into it because of that, and you know, like you said, because they're seeing other people do it, and it's kind of cool, and it's another way to you know possibly make money and add revenue and all that. But like with you, like it's pretty clear that it's genuine, right? And you're actually curious. Like I appreciate you know, like it. You look in you look into these things and like. Regardless, I feel like regardless of whether you had a podcast or not, you would still be looking into all these things, right? So it's only natural, I think, that yours is going to do really well. No, oh, I, bro, I appreciate that. I, I try, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it gives me a place to come and talk to all kinds of different people. And you, ha you can't, at least this is the way I look at it now. Like you can't be afraid to explore every possible idea every side of the spectrum. It's the only way you grow. You got to, you got to yep. test your own shit. And I think there's also like, I think it's really cool that people, if they want to, can tune into this and hear other people's perspectives. Like if they're not willing or don't have the time to do all this, cause I mean, it's, it's not always fucking easy. I have so much yeah. other shit going on, but it's like Absolutely. all day, dude, all day long. I was like, fuck, I, I'm so pumped to go home and have a conversation with you, whether anybody hears this or not just being able to, to catch up with somebody who I've had some really cool dialogue with and to, you know, put a face likewise, man, likewise. to all of it. So yeah, man, thank you for that. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. It's been awesome. Happened.